What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Join Josh and Chuck, the guys who bring you Stuff You Should Know, as they take a trip around the world to help you get smarter in a topsy-turvy economy. Check out the all-new Super Stuffed Guide to the Economy from HowStuffWorks.com, available now exclusively on iTunes. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Ben, here as always with auto editor Scott. Scott, what's going on today? Ah, nothing new, Ben. Just uh, ready to get going. Yeah? Yeah, Feel, I'm ready. You feeling good? I am. Feel, feeling good today. I've got a pretty interesting one for you. Okay. All right, so when we talk about the big three in the United States... And we're speaking of cars, we usually mean the big three car companies, right? Sure. But I've heard from other people that, that there are uh, a different breed of car company, uh, maybe not quite in competition with these big three, but coming up on the radar. Oh, sure. You're talking about like independents or the small companies that are you're, you're seeing kind of emerging now, right? Um, you're seeing a lot of uh, unique new vehicles that you you know aren't coming from Ford, Chrysler, or GM right now, right? Is that exactly. You're talking about the, yeah. the the smaller companies. Is that true? Are yeah, they well, around? Definitely true. Yeah, there's they're around now. They've been around. You know, they're small companies all throughout history, but uh, recently we've been seeing a significant increase in these small car companies. You know, making uh, vehicles that are you know being shown at major auto shows now. So wait, hang on a second. This is not necessarily a new thing is this more of a resurgence definitely not a new thing small car companies have been i mean it hasn't always been the big three in fact those are just kind of the survivors if you want to call them that hang on one second i've got one thing i should probably tell you before we even get into this whole independent new kind of what we're talking about but um if you look back in history uh between the period of i think now i've got numbers in front of me here but the 18 between 1896 and 1930 take a just take a stab at how many car companies you think were in just in the United States, just automobile manufacturers within the United States, 1896 to 1930. How many? Okay. All right. Let's see. Um, I don't get a lifeline or 50-50. I'm going to phrase it in a question. Mm -hmm. Would I be in the ballpark if I said 20? Not even close. Not even close? Not even close. Am Am I too low? Way too low. Really? Yeah. 80. 
way too low. What are you serious? Yeah. And this uh, is just just the United States. Okay, remember. okay. Um for 150? Way way more than that. I give up. Okay. 1800. 18 really? 1800. There were there were 1800 automobile manufacturers in the United States in that period of time. Were they all making one car each or no, something? No, they made <laughs> you know a lot of them, you know, of course all out of business uh, except for, you know, just very few left surviving. They made, you know, some may have made only a few few vehicles before they, uh, you know, had to shut the doors. Mm-hmm. Um, either, you know, I don't know what happened. There was, there was a lot happening at that time. Of course, the Depression took out several of them. I mean, if you look at this list, I've got a list in front of me that no one else can see but Ben. Um, <laughs> but it's pages and pages long. It's alphabetical. has the, uh, the years that the companies were open. And a lot of them are just maybe a single year. Others have a span of years, but maybe, you know, 10 years for a good one. Several of them were just maybe a year or two at the most. Oh, so, oh, that's the list. That's the list, yeah. I mean, these are, and these are listed alphabetically. These are, again, just the United yeah. States, but it's a, uh, I don't know, 40 pages? Yeah. 1,800 car companies. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're laid out here right in front of you, and, and you can see that, you know, have you ever heard of an Allen Kingston or um, an Allstate? I mean, there's, there's no. cars there that, you know, you just wouldn't, you, you might see them in a show. Mm-hmm. You know, there may be one left, and that's it, or, you know, seven, you know a few left. But uh, they're they're held on tightly, you know, held on to tightly by collectors, and you know, or maybe they, maybe all the examples have ended up in a junkyard somewhere. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of them just don't make it. I guess now that we're saying that, I I can understand that there would have been more that the the three companies we call the big three now mm-hmm. would be the survivors. But my gosh, for our listeners. That is less of a list than it is a stack of paper. It is. It looks like a small phone book or something like yeah. that. But um, really, when you think about it, any one of those com- any one of the, the three surviving companies could have ended up on that list as well. Um, it just you know it's just bad luck. It's bad timing. It's poor management. It's you know uh, anything. I mean, what if what if the only factory that built the vehicle burned down? Um, you know, and, and it was just some economic hardship that they just couldn't get over. Um, you know, the, the things like that happen to all these people. I mean, I, you can't even guess what the, the, the many different things that happen to sure. these people to, to make their company go out of business. Yeah, um, there's too many variables. Oh, yeah, way too many. But um, it's an interesting list anyways. I mean, if you, if you get a chance, um, if you search defunct U, uh, United States automobile manufacturers, you'd be able to find, um, you know, find that list. And it's pretty impressive. A lot of them have links that you can go to and check out, um, you know, some unusual makes of vehicles, and a lot of them have photos attached, so you can check out some of these kind of crazy cars that you wouldn't see anywhere else except for an auto show. Yeah, if if then antique auto show, of course. Well, then let's let's take it up to uh, the the current time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because if we're examining these big three survivors of the last out and out auto company competition, right uh, on that scale. Mm-hmm. Um, who who are our new players? Well, clearly we don't have eighteen hundred in the United States right now. I mean, okay. I can I can pretty much guarantee that we don't have eighteen hundred new autom- automobile manufacturers right now in the United States. Um, but there are a few cropping up here and there, and you know the ones we'll talk about, they aren't all in the United States. There's some you know that that are around the world, of course. And there's you know there's another list of companies around the world that have gone out of business, and that's equally impressive. But I think the United States had the majority of them. Um, but looking at the the current players, I mean, right now we like to talk about the Aptera around here, the oh, Aptera yeah. hybrid vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one. That's a West Coast company. There's just there's let's see, these aren't again these aren't all uh, United States, but there's Fisker Automotive, there's Aerial Motors. Uh, we've got 
Loremo, which is a German company, I believe. Uh, Venturi, which is made in Monaco. Yeah. Um, there's just there's a ton of different vehicles that are out there that you know we hear about a little bit about right now. We're not hearing a lot about them quite yet because they're they're not quite to the point where they're mass producing vehicles, and they may never get to the point where they mass produce. But some of them are right now building vehicles, you know, one at a time, hand built vehicles that are tailor made vehicles for for people that order them, and they're they're pretty pricey. Some of them. Yeah. So they all sound kind of high end. Well. Sort of, yeah. I mean, yeah. the the goal though is for them to be able to mass produce vehicles, you know, that uh, relatively affordable, but they have the same, you know, the same ideas that they started with. They want, if they wanted to build a fuel efficient hybrid vehicle, they want to continue to make that fuel efficient hybrid vehicle out of the materials that they made, that they originally built the, uh, you know, the the concept vehicle. They don't want to have to vary too greatly from where they started. And where they end up, you know, in order they don't want to compromise what they what they started. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the, the position with a lot of these is that, you know, like um, Aptera, they've got a three wheel electric car right now that they just can't quite. I mean, they're, they're beginning to the beginning. Uh, they're in the beginning stages of production, mm-hmm. and um, I think right now they're maybe hand building vehicles that are that they may always hand build vehicles. You know, they're they're not going to be mass produced or not going or at least not right now i'm kind of talking myself in a corner here ben no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what i mean what i'm what i'm really trying to get yeah. at is that right now they're trying to get funding i see they're trying to yeah. get funding they're trying to get over that hump in order to to begin this mass producing or right. mass production rather you want to hear uh, a, and so we'll see them on the road hopefully i hate to interrupt but you want to hear yeah. an interesting story yeah. and you're gonna have to kind of come with me because it's a bit of a tangent okay all right so I caught a wild hare, and I thought uh, – I was thinking uh, – don't ask me to explain this, Scott, because it's going to sound crazy. Right. I was thinking about maybe starting a small chicken operation, you know, having a chicken coop in my backyard. <laughs> I know. Just just hear me out. <laughs> and so uh, so I, I started looking into this, and, you know, I said, okay, I know it's going to be work, but uh, there are definite benefits. You know, I'm working for it toward a larger goal. But then I learned about the overhead involved, mm-hmm. you know, and that kind of killed the future of Ben's chicken coop, if I would make a better name, of course. <laughs> but uh, it, it really, when we're talking about starting a car company, I mean, the overhead must be massive um, for these people to even build one or two cars. And it sounds like they're building these vehicles and taking them around to, to different exhibitions maybe yeah that's right they're trying to get investors to be interested in the vehicle enough that they uh they they, they fund them they say hey you know what i believe in your idea as well here's two million dollars to help i'm i want to be in on the ground floor on this thing wow that's uh, tough. So when this when this thing explodes i want to be i want to be right there i want to be on the board i want to be uh you know yeah a, a stockholder etc and the problem right now or right now with the the one that we were just speaking about uh, mm-hmm. the aptera is that the Here's this is frustrating. Okay, All what right. I'm about to say here, I've got this in front of me that says that there's advanced, there's there's money out there available for okay. something like this for 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 new vehicles. Here's the problem. It's called the Advanced Technology Vehicles Manufacturing Incentive Program, and there's 25 billion dollars in low interest loans available uh, for cars to meet the CAFE standards, uh, which are 35 miles per gallon. Okay, now here's the problem. The Aptera isn't qualified for the, these loans because they're considered a uh, motorcycle. They're not oh, qualified for a... it's three wheels. That's right. They're ah. not, it's 
it's technically considered a, a motorcycle. So they don't qualify. So here's a car that gets, uh, we're talking like, okay, I don't even, it's like 280 or 300 miles per gallon. Um, that's what we're talking about. Wow, right? that's crazy. Yeah, and they can't get a loan, a low interest loan. It's not even just money, you know, not just being handed to them. Not it's a, a loan. Grant. It's yeah. a loan. And they, they don't qualify because they're considered a motorcycle. But the money is going to car companies, quote unquote, car car makers that you know are trying to achieve 35 miles per gallon. Wow! So do you see the the problem here? So they're they're yeah. trying to they're trying to turn that around right now, and there's you know somewhat of a fight going on. So um, we'll see how it all pans out. But you know that's that's just kind of one of the the things that makes you know someone bang their head against the wall. You know why why can't we get this going here? But that's that's one reason it's, it's difficult. Block. You know. Yeah, and I'm sure that other car companies are having this you know similar difficulties. But mm -hmm. I know of the Aptera. Yeah. You know, troubles we, right now and we really have talked about the uptera before in pretty positive light what are there any good stories for these companies or oh, is there's there great there's yeah? great stories and i'm, I'm telling you aptera is a great story as well mm -hmm. it's just frustrating right now that the the position that they're in they, they just need the fund they've got everything else in place they just need the funding in order to kind of get this this the ball rolling um fisker automotive they're they're on their way um, they've got a, you know, a fully, well, not a fully, I'd say it's, a, it's an electric vehicle that gets around 100 miles per gallon. It's top speed, 125 miles per hour. Nice. Um, zero to 60 in six seconds. So it's a, like a performance vehicle. Yeah. Really. Um, again, it's a, it's a plug-in, it's a plug-in hybrid though, which is kind of unique. Um, uses something called a Q drive, but the price is around 87,900 bucks. So it's a little pricey still, but yeah. they are making cars and they're taking orders. So all the, all these companies, if you go to their website, they'll, They'll take a down payment, the, you know. They'll, <laughs> but you know they're they're refundable. Yeah, they they need money to get these things going. I imagine. Um, okay, you've probably heard of Ariel Motors. That's um, they've got kind of a unique. It looks like a go kart almost. It looks like an exoskeleton for the for the car. It's real small. Uses yeah. a Honda. Uses a Honda engine. Um, nothing hybrid about it right now. I mean, there may be a version of it that is, but um, just. Out and out sports car is really kind of cool. You wear a helmet when you drive it and everything. I don't yeah, know if you have to or not. You know, I was going to tell you. Uh, I think that since we're we're near Georgia Tech here, where mm -hmm. we're based, so I was going through the Georgia Tech campus recently, and I saw some folks on something that looked like that. Now I'm not prepared to say whether or not it was. Mm -hmm. uh, I I kind of doubt that it was, mm -hmm. just because there's so few of those out. But it was. It, it looked like what you're describing. Okay, that's go. probably well, it could have been. Um, it's it's a car that you sit inside. It looks like a go kart, um, mm -hmm. really. If you look at it, it's it's called the Ariel Atom, spelled A T O M, and it's uh, it's definitely worth looking at. But again, that's around sixty five thousand dollars, and um, again, you know, just a small car company that uh, that's doing you know doing business right now. They're they're doing all right. Yeah. Um, big following. Then there's Venturi, who's uh, or which which is made in Monaco, um, Western Europe. And um, these cars, <laughs> there's, they make a model called, well, they make several models. They make the Fetish, the Eclectic, the Astrolab, and the, I think it's called the Village. Super high the, end. The Fetish is around $400,000. $400,000? Yeah, $400,000 for a Fetish, a Venturi Fetish. Now I assume that's customized. In five years, they're going to make 25 of them total. That's it. So you custom order your vehicle. You know, they have, they have a designer that's working, a designer that designs the interior for you, you know, colors and patterns and everything oh, yeah. you want. And it's one of those types of vehicles. But, um, again, it's a um, it's an electric sports car. So it's, you know, kind of this new, unique 
vehicle that uh, you know everybody not everybody but a lot of people are pretty interested in yeah and that's a that's starting to emerge as a as a niche market isn't mm -hmm. it yeah definitely yeah um these uh well you mean electric cars like or performance mean, electric cars yes yes and you'll find that you often find that these electric cars are are pretty good performers because when you have an all-electric vehicle you've got wheels either in the motor or mm -hmm. sorry in the wheels did I say wheels in the wheels? <laughs> you, have, you have motors in the wheels sometimes. And the really cool part about electric motors is that you've got all the torque available instantly. So mm -hmm. oftentimes they're they're very quick. They may not be fast. They may not have an overall top speed that's, you know, blazing where they might, but they're, they're usually very quick. And, of course, as soon as that battery weight stops dragging them down. <laughs> yeah, that's right, if they can figure that out. Yeah. Yeah, they've got a, got a winner. Um, then there's the Loremo, which is an entrant in the Automotive X Prize right now. Really? Um, yeah, that's the. Uh, well, you know, we'll talk about that later. Sure. So, um, another podcast, but uh, it's gets around. I think I think I've seen estimates around 157 miles per gallon. Uh, Loremo stands for low resistance mobile. So, um, you know, the the whole idea is that you know it's lightweight, it's aerodynamic, it's uh, very efficient. Hopefully, you know, they'll make something as well. Hopefully it's built as though they were listening. To this podcast, <laughs> yeah, that's it was built long before our podcast. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I'm but there, there's an anticipated price tag of only about thirteen thousand dollars. Wow, that's, that's anticipated. Now, yeah, that may change dramatically when it eventually comes to market, but um, that's pretty reasonable when you look at you know the Venturi that's four hundred thousand, or um, you know the nearly ninety thousand dollar Fisker. Sure, um, especially in the context of these guys, doesn't doesn't quite have the same uh, you know pep as the other vehicles do, or, but yeah. um, or the you know the flare, but um, still pretty cool. I got to tell you before you continue. Yeah. Um, of course, I, I'm cheating because I just took a glance at your list. Mm -hmm. You're going to one one of my favorites right now. Tesla. Tesla. Really? That's one of your favorites? I, I have a very positive opinion of the of the Tesla company. Why so? Uh, well, probably because of some of the conversations we've had about Tesla before. Is it and because Arnold loves it? <laughs> Is that why? Uh, not entirely. <laughs> yeah. I knew it had some of the Terminator. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, no. It's uh, it's because uh, I think that it was the first time, at least, that I realized what we were just speaking about uh, a niche market for high performance uh, alternative fuel vehicles. Mm -hmm. You know, which really drives, I believe, some of the investment opportunities or helps them tackle the overhead. Sure. Know? I mean, you could argue that Tesla's fairly successful right now. I mean, everybody's heard of them. Mm -hmm. They're opening dealerships, and I think they're having they have one in Chicago now, or they will soon. Um, they're, they're expanding. They're not just the West Coast. You know, for a while it was pretty limited, and it's kind of like, well, is this going to work out? And, right. You know, we've got seven charging stations here on the West Coast, and, okay, well, what does that do for everybody in the Midwest or the East Coast? But um, they're expanding, and, you know, hopefully, hopefully that'll catch on, and maybe, who knows, you know, maybe we'll have Teslas here in Atlanta pretty soon. Right. Tell you what, I would buy one for you if I could. <laughs> you know, and, and they've got a new model recently that's about half the price of the Roadster. Uh, the Tesla S, is that right? The sedan that's coming out? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's I think it's down to around 60000 And the And the Roadster is, how much is the Roadster now? I think it's like 108000 or something oh, like okay. that. It's pretty pretty pricey. It's yeah. still up there. I mean, that's, a, that's an expensive car. Sure. Even now. Even now. Even now. <laughs> um, okay, one. Uh, I got one more on my short list here, and we can uh, we can move on after that. But, oh, you know what? This is slightly off topic, but um, we should talk. I mean, this is an idea for maybe a future podcast. Okay. But um, 
You ever heard of an orphan car? Um, not before right now. Okay, well, um, the idea behind an orphan car is mm -hmm. that uh, an orphan car is a car that was made by a company that has since gone out of business. So um, it's left without a parent company, really. Oh, okay, um, okay. Happily name, I guess, but um, orphan car shows are all around the United States. They've got them, and I'm sure that they're elsewhere in the world as well, but um, you know that huge list of uh, you know defunct automakers yes. that we have? yes. All those have orphan vehicles that are left behind now. Oh, so nice! Any Scott, of those, you brought it back. Any of those cars could participate in these orphan car, not competitions, but shows, mm -hmm. and uh, they're kind of unique because you you may never see them anywhere else except uh, these shows. That is a great idea. For yeah. Your, we okay. Should do well, that. we'll we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll, we'll um, work that out. Last car on the list. Last car. Here's an interesting one. Terra. <laughs> I'll probably script the name of it. Okay. Right? Terra Fugia or F Fugia or Terra Terra Fugia. All right. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to try because it's I'll as be if worse. I'm trying to order at uh, you know a Chinese <laughs> restaurant or something. But um, this is the flying car. This is the one that, you know we've oh, talked man. about this in previous podcasts. It's actually called the Transition, and they call it the Transition Rotable Aircraft. Okay. So, Terrafugia is a uh, a new, relatively new, small car company. However, they make a flying car. And this one actually works. It, I mean, it. You can watch it. You can, you know, download a video of it flying. It's test flight. Uh huh. Doesn't fly very high. Doesn't fly very far. I'm okay with that. But it flies. And all you have to do for this one now, you don't have to get out and assemble wings. You don't have to do any of that stuff. And you know, we don't have to get deep into this like we did on the other podcast. Right. But right. This one really works. You push a button, it transforms into a plane. You push a button, it transforms back into a car. And you can drive it on the road, and you can park it in your garage. It fits. Other than the length. I think it's about 19 feet long. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, there's got to be a downside. Yeah, we... <laughs> there's, there's a lot of downsides. <laughs> um, the cost, though, is still prohibitive. It's around $194,000. So, again, we're talking about a car that's $194,000. But it's also a plane. Yeah, okay. So, is it worth it? I, I don't know. I mean, that's well, up to you. Well, Yeah. Well, they'll take a ten thousand dollar down payment right now if you uh, or deposit, right which now? is fully fully refundable. Yeah, if you want to, you can go to their website and you could. You that's know, that's what I should do. Hand yeah. over ten thousand dollars, but see, that's another example of a small car company that you know we need this much money in order to begin production on your car, and it'll take um, I don't know how long it said. A lot of these, you know, are months or even a year mm -hmm. wait time because once you order, they build your car for you, like the Venturi. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. So I've seen this one really work. It really does work. You know, I I feel almost as though you're setting me up for something because you hit on all the keywords that that I was su that suckered me into flying cars mm -hmm. when we did that when we did that earlier podcast. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, transforming. I'm a sure. sucker for that. I knew that. Yeah, I yeah, and uh, if it really works, I mean, it really does. It really does. Watch watch the video, and you'll. Uh, You'll be a believer. I will watch the video, and I promise you, I yeah. will not pester you about I, it. I still, however, have I, I haven't changed my opinion about the car, though, about flying cars or about mm -hmm. this type of vehicle in general. I, I just, yeah, I just still don't think it's a very good idea. And you know what? Um, I'll I'll weigh in there. <sighs> yes, I I understand where you're coming from. I completely agree. I still really want one. Mm -hmm. But but I'm not going to do it because I think in our again in our earlier show you pointed out and and we both kind of pointed out some very very concerning yeah that's right aspects and you know who else doesn't like them who else doesn't Saul 
oh, Saul from from <laughs> our Saul's a listener. Saul uh, Saul wrote in. Uh, he's a high speed stuff listener, and he had a good point. Um, so he said that um, you know, in addition to the laundry list of stuff that you know disadvantages of these uh, these flying cars. Sure. He points out that imagine what a fender bender would be like if let's say you're on the road, you know, mm-hmm. you, you get in a fender bender. Now try to fly in that car that has a fender, you know, the fender's dented in or missing. Mm-hmm. Um, the aerodynamics just don't work. He said there's, you know, in addition to that, you know, there's there's this meticulous maintenance that you have to, to keep yeah. up with on an airplane. And, you know, you're just not going to be, I mean, what if you're at a stoplight and someone bumps into you and, you know, um, just kind of dings the corner of your, your vehicle? Well, when you're flying, that has to be, I mean, I'm totally speaking you know, I, I just don't know here, but sure. I'm saying that you know, if you got a banged up fender or something that's bent in an angle that it mm-hmm. shouldn't be bent at, um, I gotta think that that's cause you know, gotta cause a lot of drag and possibly even be dangerous when you're in the air. Sure, like if you're if you get a, um, I guess the closest comparison to uh, dinging wings, right? Yeah. Imagine you know if you're in a close parking spot and you hit somebody's side mirror. Yeah. You know, you'll maybe exchange insurance information or check to mm-hmm. see if it's. Uh, damaged, but either way, you can drive with it. Oh, sure. But uh, if you, with it damaged rather, but if you have a dent on a wing in the wrong place, it's going to affect the, hey, the how, pitch in the how yaw. How many cars have you ever seen that have uh, you know, a two-by-four bumper? <laughs> how, many, how many, really? Yeah, uh, lots, I've seen right? lots. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's what I thought. You're, you cannot do that on a vehicle like this. You can't have um, you know anything taped on or wired on or anything like that. This has to be... Uh, it's an airplane. It has to be solid. You, you don't want to be in the air, you know, traveling 400 miles at, you know, one. I think it's 115 miles per hour is the top speed of this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you just simply can't do it. So he's right. Um, Saul's right that maintenance is, you know, yeah. key in this in this factor. And you know, when when you've got your airplane on, you know, um, the intersection there at Main Street, you don't want somebody to bang into you because you're then not only is your you know your car damaged, but your plane doesn't work. Yeah, that's um, a that's a really good point. Yeah, Thank I mean, you your one hundred and ninety-four thousand dollar car is you know, <laughs> right. just a car now. Yeah, just a car. That kind looks, of a funny looking. Car, yeah, it looks kind of silly. Yeah, <laughs> now I've seen the picture. Yeah, but there. he's right. Thanks, Saul, for writing it. Yeah, that's thanks cool. for writing in. And um, I guess that about wraps it up for us on this one, huh, Scott? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, other whoop, one one other thing I wanted to mention. Yes. Check out our uh, blog. On, oh, our on blog. The that's right. Yeah, yeah that's I've got right. a blog, and uh, it's worth looking at. We we cover a ton of different topics. In fact, I've written about this uh, this flying car recently, so you may want to look back and see uh, see that in the archives. Well, you you heard it here first, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. And if you have any ideas or suggestions for a future topic, please send us an email at highspeedstuff at howstuffworks.com. and please take the time to check out our blog on the homepage. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done.
What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.